Friday to you and welcome to the Friday Five. It's our weekly list of five things you should know about going on in our industry. I'm your host, Sarah Rupel, and of course, this is the Agent Survival Guide podcast. We are one week closer to the official start of fall. The weather is sort of cooling off, but staying relatively nice. Great weather for being outside. We've been doing a lot of that lately. But that brings us to number one on our list and the fact that we are a little bit closer to a vote on some important legislation in the Senate and the House, but not really. So Congress is back in session on the Hill and the two biggest items on their collective plates, the infrastructure bill and the budget reconciliation bill. Currently, moderate and progressive Democrats are in disagreement over whether or not the bills should be linked and in what order Congress should draft them. Whatever agreement they come to, September 27th is looking like the deadline for a vote on the infrastructure bill to leave time for a vote on budget reconciliation in time to avoid a government shutdown on October 1st. We still don't have many details on the specifics of the budget reconciliation bill, But I did see an interesting nugget in the CNBC piece that we are linking to in the notes, and that is that, quote, the Medicare eligibility age of 65 is unlikely to be lowered, said three sources familiar with the emerging package, end quote. So it looks like lowering the age of eligibility might be off the table for good, but extending benefits to include dental, hearing, and vision coverage very much still on the table. Number two, we've talked about the benefits of adding dental, vision, and hearing coverage to Medicare for those enrolled in the program. But what about the insurers themselves? And to get a little more specific, what about the Medicare Advantage plans that include dental coverage as an added benefit? What happens to the value of those plans? Well, according to the experts and a fierce healthcare write-up, there are plenty of other additional benefits to the Medicare Advantage product to keep it competitive. In that article, Tom Cornfield, senior consultant with Avalier, said in regards to Medicare Advantage plans that dental coverage is, quote, a key part of the benefit, but... There are other reasons why folks enroll in MA plans, end quote. That is certainly something to think of. Yes, the addition of dental vision and hearing benefits to MAPD plans make them appealing. But is that the only reason your clients are choosing them? Think about what you've been told from clients in the past, because there is more to a Medicare Advantage plan than just that particular added benefit. First and foremost, there's the fact that the upfront premium cost is low when compared to original Medicare, despite how and when other costs are distributed. Then there's the fact that Medicare Advantage plans have an out-of-pocket cap. There's the Part D prescription drug coverage that's built into many Medicare Advantage plans. And then there are other benefits, like gym memberships or transportation services. In addition to that fact, Cornfield also brought up the fact that when prescription drug benefits were added to Medicare 15 years ago, it didn't cause a collapse in the Medicare Advantage market. We'll be linking to that article in the notes, and of course, as more details on the legislation come out, I'm sure there will be more articles and opinions, 
and we will make sure to pass along what we find to you. So if your clients do have questions, you can answer them. Number three, is 7,000 the new 10,000? It just might be, according to a brand new study. So we've long been told that 10,000 steps a day is the magic number of steps to take in a day. But did you know that it's completely arbitrary? Much like diamonds are forever, 10,000 steps a day began life in a marketing campaign. Monpoke was the product of a Japanese company that chose the name because it had a nice ring to it. Monpoke means pedometer, 10,000 step meter, and here we are today with this notion that 10,000 is the magic number. In a recently reported study, experts found that taking 7,000 steps a day can protect against artery complications and lessen chances of death by 70% in middle-aged adults. So what would happen if you would take 10,000 steps a day? According to the study, quote, taking more than 10,000 steps per day was not associated with further reduction in mortality risk, end quote. Very interesting. Now, I came across the results of this study before I found out about the marketing campaign associated with it, and there's still another layer to this story. Much like the studies on coffee's effects on the human body, there have been many studies to try and pinpoint the exact number of steps we should be taking in a day. Studies have run the gamut with a floor of 2,700 steps and a ceiling of 12,000 steps. The one thing they can all agree on, though, is that more movement is better than no movement. But that 7,000 number just might be more tangible than the 10,000 mark. Number four, every now and then I see a hack that I wish I would have known about before I took the long way around, so to speak. This one is a Gmail hack on how to delete emails. And I don't mean deleting an entire page by hitting select all and then deselecting certain emails and hitting the trash can icon. No, this is a way to mass delete emails without having to go through page by page by page. And I might still have to go back through and do this because like the author of this Lifehacker article, I've had my account for a while and it could probably use a more thorough cleaning. There are directions here for an option to, quote, select all conversations that match this search, end quote, and then click the trash can icon and watch as your email count goes down and your storage space goes up. Prior to the cleaning out of my own emails, I had that lovely little red notification alerting me that I had over 2,000 unread emails. But now I'm proud to say that I have been practicing inbox zero for about two months. And to be honest, it feels awesome. If you'd like to give it a try but are anxious about the amount of time and work it will take to get there, I highly recommend reading that article and just getting started, especially before AEP. Number five, on Tuesday this week, Apple announced the first of their fall events, this one on September 14th, 2021. 
In typical fashion, the announcement came one week before the event is scheduled to be held. And the theme for this one? California streaming. And there are a couple things we are expecting to hear about. One, the Apple Watch Series 7, which is being touted as the first real redesign of the watch, with a boxier design, sort of similar to what Apple did with their iPad and iPhone lineup last year. So basically casing that will match those products. And then, of course, the new iPhone 13 lineup is expected. The toss-up, not sure whether or not there will be news on the AirPods front, possibly the announcement of a third-gen AirPod. Hopefully, we'll get an official release date for iOS 15. Any updates on iPads and MacBook Pros and potentially iPad OS will come later at another event this fall. I'll be watching the keynote as always and reporting back what looks good or interesting here, so I will keep you posted. And now for this week's bonus. It's the first step toward choosing the color of the year. Pantone released their New York Fashion Week Spring-Summer 2022 Fashion Color Trend Report. It's a collection of five classic colors, usually neutrals, and 10 seasonal colors, and one of those 10 seasonal colors will go on to be the Pantone color of the year. The list sometimes gets narrowed down when the London version of the spring-summer fashion color trend report comes out. That will happen next week, so that is when the real analysis can begin. I find the business of color absolutely fascinating, so I can almost assure you that next week's bonus will be a link to that report and my guesses on what the color of the year for 2022 will be. Until then, that is all I have for you. I hope you have a great weekend. Stay healthy and stay safe out there, and we will see you next week. The Agent Survival Guide podcast is a production of Ritter Insurance Marketing. This episode was written and produced by me, Sarah Rupel. Script editing by Brianna Lowe. Artwork by Nick Smith.